Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Snap Out of It Radio Network. Hear all our great shows across the world. Join our community at snapoutofitradionetwork.com. So wake up, stand up, and snap out of it. Empowered Love with author, self-mastery coach, and relationship expert, Melanie Tanya Evans. Take back your power, heal your soul, and set yourself free, free through Empowered Love. And now your host of Empowered Love, Melanie Tanya Evans. Hi everyone, I'm Mel, and we've got another Kicking Codependency show today. And this one is on my favourite, favourite topic. Well, it's not really a favourite topic because it was never a happy topic. But uh, this one I could talk about to the cows come home because this is, you know, truly about... Oh, excuse me, everybody. My phone has been left on. I'll just switch that off. Goodness me. Okay. Yeah, because controlling partners have been uh, a huge part of my life and they've been my Achilles heel. But anyway, Ellie's here, so... Hi, Ali. Hi, Mel. Hello, everybody. Yeah, and you've known this one as well, Ellie, controlling yeah. partners. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how you and I know each other, isn't it, Mel? And it brings a lot of people together, I think, these experiences. Um, when you try and find answers and you, you start looking at yourself and what you've done to attract these things or accept these situations that um, you know aren't acceptable and aren't right for you. And um, the great thing about it is through your experience and my experience and so many other people's experience, we now have ways forward and out of these situations and people that are listening that might be, or may have seen the um, show schedule and thought, oh, there might be something in there for me. I'm, I really hope that today there is because you and I have both been there and, and the majority of people that you talk to, Mel, know this topic quite well, the codependency one and the issues associated with that and controlling partners is a big one for codependence. And um, and something that you you know you're not honouring yourself while you're in one of those relationships. And if we can help you to to find the strength inside you to start setting boundaries and being the true you, then we'll be very happy, won't we? Absolutely. I think you've explained that really, really well. You're right. It is a huge one, and uh, that is how we met. That's exactly how we met. Is you came forward about that sort of stuff, and um, and we got talking about it. So it's great. And I think you're right. It's great if we can help and we can share our experiences and, you know, what we've come through and how we did it. And, uh, yeah, yeah, so we can really... But, you know, before we get right into that, Ali, we're going to talk a little bit about some other stuff. And, uh, yeah, and that's just, you know, where we're at because it's a pretty exciting time at the moment with what we're doing and what's happening. Yeah, um you were yeah, that, that, <laughs> this is the bit that I get all excited about. You're the you're the inspired sort of conduit for the you know, the source message. I'm just the the sort of the hype it up marketing person and it's easy for me to do that because I am so inspired and excited about the products and the courses and the writing that you do. Um, you know, it's it, you know, I've done a lot of research and reading in this area, self-help and spirituality and that kind of stuff and this all really resonates with me and so many of our listeners here but also people that subscribe to your newsletter and visit your website. Um, it's just massive compounding effect we're experiencing with word of mouth and people you know, 
getting the message and hearing about you and what you do, and it's just amazing to watch um, you know, Google Analytics, for example, of how many people are cottoning onto this and how it's just really spreading like wildfire and um, and really helping people kind of get in their strengths and improve their lives. So, you know, anything that does that, I'm fully behind. And my, my background is in marketing and promotions, and I studied in that and um, have been working in that side of things, project management and marketing now for over 10 years. And since I've come across all this stuff, it really resonates with me and I know how much it can help people. So from a completely unselfish standpoint, I just really want to do everything I can to get the word out there and, and help people avoid or, you know, the, the, the traps, if you like, or I've used the word potholes before that we can get stuck in when we're not clear on these things and, um, and just live the full, true, happy lives that we're all in, intended to. So the website um, we mentioned last week, www.melanietoniaevans.com, has been relaunched and you'll find tons and tons and tons of awesome resources there. Um, it's amazing really how many people are, we've been watching them buy the e-books online with all the website reporting and coming back for more and more and more because it's really easily digested content. I think anyone who reads it will find that it tunes in um, to their experience and there are so many different topics there that we address from um, sort of empowered living, empowered dating, empowered relationships and all kinds of relationships from your romantic relationships to your work relationships, the relationships with your family and so forth. So there's so many, you know, these are things that trouble people um, and do cause a lot of problems in people's lives and we've got resources there to really help you channel your energy in more productive ways and, and, and really help these situations along for your own good but also for the greater good of your, the people around you, your family and, and the wider world. So. Get on the website if you haven't been there yet and have a look around. I'm sure you'll find there's plenty of free information there and there's also products and services to buy and um, a lot explaining what you do now and, and um, how those products will help. And we mentioned last week as well about quanta healing, which is um, your new type of healing. Well, it's, um, it's a sort of hybrid of a whole lot of other healings that we find really helps a lot of people in the space. and. Last week we offered a 10-minute uh, free sort of introductory healing to the first 10 callers that contacted us via email or in the chat room from the show, and they those just disappeared really within five minutes of the show ending. Um, and you've had brilliant results from those, haven't you, Mel? You've had some really good feedback already. Um, it was a 100% turnaround. Look, so. I've had just an amazing. I was, I was really thrilled to do that because I know a lot of people out there. Like, you know, because unless you've experienced something like theta healing or kinesiology or, uh, or now quanta healing, uh, you know, it all sounds a bit fluffy. It sounds a bit like crazy and, well, how can that really work? And, and I promise you, I was exactly the same when I came across these things. And I think it's great because the 10 people that did put their hand up, and I'm still actually catching up with about three of them. I haven't, I think I've done seven now. But uh, everyone that came forward was really like, I want to give this a shot, I'm absolutely in need, I've had enough of this, this or this and you know, there was a whole range of things that people came forward with. Some were painful relationships, other were, you know, um, an, a gamut of, of different things and these people came through and it was fantastic to connect. Uh, we talked a little while before the 10 minutes of the healing so to really you know, see what I could crunch into and get to work with as quickly as possible and really identify the core root and get to pulling it out. And uh, with everybody I worked with, the shifts were astounding. 
virtually everyone went, right, I know it's my time to really uh, get onto this and do it properly because we can't do the whole issue in 10 minutes. But they got to experience uh, the shift and the change that is very, very powerful and uh, they all felt that and went, right, I'm starting to feel completely different about this. I know it's loosening up. I know, you know, I know I can beat this now. And uh, so I had a ball, I had a ball. So the long and the short of all of that is, is we've decided to do this as a regular, which means that every Monday I'm going to be aiming to get in 10 people, and uh, which means I'll be theatering all day, but uh, quantering all day, and I love it, so it's all good. And uh, what we want to do, we've got, we've got a box on the, well, we've got a, uh, a, a notice on the front page of the website and it's a really, really simple matter that if you go to www.melanietonyevans.com you'll see it in the top right hand corner and all you need to do, this is for your free healing, all you need to do is click in there and you need to write in 100 uh, words or less why you want the healing. Now I'm going to be picking out 10 people a week so you know obviously you need to write why you want it. And the other thing is you need to get in quickly if you want to get in, you know, um, in a reasonable amount of time because obviously there may be a backlog and then, you know, it could be pushing it weeks out. So if you want to jump in and get involved in that, by all means do because I really, and you know, it was great. I got to, um, some of the people that came forward from, from the US, I had a girl from the UK, uh, the other people were Melbourne people. But, you know, we've got Skype. We've got everything now. It's just fantastic how we can connect from anywhere in the world and experience healing together. And I think that's just incredible. And I love it. So uh, please come forward and I'd love to um, help you out with that. So, Ali, is there yeah. any more to add on that? Um, yeah, I just thought that would be timely to mention as well that um, with regard to Quanta Healing, and it's a great opportunity because it's... Um, it's a new name that we've launched for your own brand of healing, which I think is just, you know, the best of so many different kinds of healings all, all wound into one and just works so fabulously for, for people. We haven't um, had, ever had um, a, a non-result, have we? Um, that now is just a really good time to give it a go because um, it's really building up momentum and, and that's why we're doing this 10-minute pre-introduction um, offer for the moment just to really get the word out there and get it off the ground but I don't expect it'll be something that we'll be offering for very long just the way that um, your healings are booking up so that was just a, another little bit of encouragement for anyone that's listening and finally just before we wrap up um, this sort of just a preview if you like of the website and Quanta is the fact that um, you know when it comes to the sort of the stumbling blocks, the blockages or the issues that people are wanting help with here I think it's really useful for people that are listening to understand, you know, even if it's not you, maybe you know someone else because now you've been dealing with um, alcoholics, people with gambling problems, uh, recent relationship and marriage breakdowns, um, you know, lo losses of family members, all kinds of trauma and tragedy or addictions or problems. Sally, like uh, anxiety, depression, chronic fatigue syndrome. I've had a lot of chronic fatigue people come forward lately. And uh, look, Quan is great for that. So there's really nothing that can't be addressed. Yeah. And yeah. the great and, 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 yeah. and I think it's a healing. 
sorry. It's hard because we can't see each other, isn't it? We should have. <laughs> um, <laughs> and the other thing is, too, is that I offer a full money-back guarantee. So there's no, there's no risk because if you don't get a shift in the healing and you go, oh, my gosh, I have received a healing and I can feel it and I know it, if you haven't got that at the time after the healing, you get your money back. So uh, you've got nothing to risk at all. And, and it's hard to describe, actually, how different you'd feel. Um, anyone that's maybe, um, I don't know, had Reiki or just a good massage as an example, when you're carrying a lot of tension around in your muscles and you have a massage and you're walking out, like, oh, they feel nice and relaxed. It's a similar sort of sensation on a sort of a spiritual, um, mental level, isn't it, really? Just just realign everything, loosening it up. and you, It's a good feeling when you've got a clear head and you have a different, more positive perspective on things and you feel in control and whole and that's really the result that, that we're looking for and that people are getting here if that helps explain it to anyone who's wondering what exactly you get out of these things but I'd certainly encourage testimonies too and you can have a look yeah. uh, on the front page have a look at the testimonies yeah. of the people that came forward for the 10 minutes yeah that's right we, well we really encourage people to do that actually because um that was the first thing we thought is people are going to go what's this quantum healing what it's about what you know how, how will it help me and those yes. testimonies, and they've just been gathered in the last week. So for anyone that's interested, on the home page in the right-hand column, uh, you can click on the link and read about some of them there, and we'll be adding to those as, um, as we speak to more people. So, um, yeah, um, like I said, a huge variety of, um, of, of issues and, 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 and different complaints that people are coming forward with and, and Mel, you're helping with. So, yeah, that's, um, I think that wraps that bit up. Yeah, absolutely. It certainly, certainly does. So we're going to talk about controlling partners. Yeah, not that I know what one of those are. <laughs> <laughs> they're awesome. Well, they're awesome because they do teach us a lot about ourselves, don't they? Oh, look, they do. They really do. And you know, that was always my gig for sure. That's been my biggest thing in relationships with attracting controlling partners. I mean getting all, you know, like iffy and funny and not setting boundaries and, you know, and thinking, oh, gosh, this would just get better and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, that was a huge part of my codependency. And I think the thing was, Ali, you know, I, I guess I always had that image of I wanted a strong man that was going to protect me. So he was well, like, you know, this big, strong sort of guy. And I thought, hey, this guy's going to be my rock. But you know what? He ended up being my hammer. Mm. And that's it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because if we're not investigating people um, at a deeper level and, and sort of running into something head first before we evaluate their character and, 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 and really you know, know where we're at with our, our boundaries and things, we do end up in love relationships with people that aren't appropriate because we, on, on, a, on a face value sort of um, surface level, we've gone, oh, well, look, this guy ticks the boxes, you know, like he's... You know, maybe sorted, good job, like you said, physically strong and capable. He might be quite arrogant or assertive, which is, you know, and a lot of women will find sort of, um, you know, appealing. But, you know, it's, it's incredible, isn't it, how you start to realise that a lot of those things are an affront for insecurities and, and, and issues in a lot of people, not all people, of course. But um, I think you and I, Mel, can um, certainly um, relate uh, to those women that have, you know, that it's, you know, find those things attractive because they're indicative of a you know, traditional sort of strong, stable male. But in a lot of cases, they're very unstable people and we've ended up in relationships right. with people that... And it's all our that old are, stuff, you know? 
we, we, we want that hunter-gatherer. We want that... I know I always wanted the guy with the big, broad shoulders and, you know, and when I was quite dysfunctional in my 20s, I liked the guy that could drink a lot and, you know, so it's no wonder I went wrong back there. Absolutely. <laughs> That's hilarious, right. isn't it, looking back and you're like, is it really any surprise? Is it really I know. Surprise? He used to have to beat me at pool and, you know, he had to be good at arm wrestles and, yeah. you know. So, yeah. thank goodness, thank goodness what I look out for has changed. But, yeah. you know, let's have a look at how we can identify partners who are controlling. Yeah, so, right. Well, I'll run through a few points, shall I, that actually um, come out of the e-book, how to um, identify um, a controlling partner. And if people are interested, there's actually, we've got a few products, we'll talk about them at the end, that relate specifically to this issue. But this is in the um, yeah. Empowered Relationships section of the website and those products. But um, here's some identifiers anyone, um, anyway. Um, a lack of emotional maturity in relationships and high-level demands or insecurities, expecting others to fix their feelings. Um, so this is something I'm <laughs> very well acquainted with, and I'm sure lots of people are listening to this because they're codependent or about, or with regard to the um, controlling partner thing, they'll realise that. It's like everything's your fault or everything you do, you know, you're very much responsible for the feeling or the mood at any time of day. You do the wrong thing and, whoa, it's a big deal or, you know, every, everything's kind of hinging on that and um, if, if the person has a bad day, well, you're more often than not, you might be a scapegoat or you're a copper. Um, so that's um, that's very typical. Another one is invade the space of another person's life, um, friends, and expects the other person to give these self-pursuits up for them. Um, you know, there's different extremes of that. Um, sometimes it's sort of a bit more passive-aggressive, a bit of sulking if you're going out with your friends or wearing something that they don't like maybe or associating with people that um, you know your controlling partner might not like you'll either get told that straight out or you'll suffer some sort of um, less direct consequence or punishment for um, doing that they may even undermine the people that you talk to or um, create sort of resistance and issues um, in relationships that you've got with others uh, another one is they don't respect the other person's differences and they'll try to change um, that person in order to make themselves happy and again that's projecting um, their insecurities really on onto you if you've got someone that's telling you you know you're not this or you didn't do that right and you have to change this and I've heard of examples with some um, you know friends of mine that have been in these relationships and the guys um written them a list of the things that they need to change you know <laughs> and you know that from an outsider's perspective this is a, a beautiful very capable person but in a relationship like that you know this this girl um you know you know that's that's just you know took that all really personally it just serves to sort of reduce you know their ego and power even more and this is a, it's a sort of a constant degradation i suppose of your worth um that you know that a controlling partner will take advantage of and and and, and do just you know control you more and more and more till eventually you're sort of you're nothing but I don't know what a good analogy for that is, but a robot maybe to some extent, and even then you're not going to make them happy because the issues are really with them. Um, a fourth point we've got is um, yeah, the unacceptable behaviour that they'll, they'll try to, they'll, they might try and change in you. And I, I, I talk about unacceptable behaviour, sort of in inverted commas if you like, because often what's good for the goose isn't good for the gander in these situations. The controlling partner yeah. can do what they like as they like when they like. You put a toe out of line and, you know, you're in big trouble sort of thing. So um, yeah. I'm sure people listening can identify with that and it does do your head in at times when you're like, well, wait a minute, <laughs> you know, you've been walking the line and trying to do everything perfectly and then they go and, um, 
you know, do something that's completely unacceptable by their own books and manage to excuse it away or get angry with you if you um, query that. So yes. another sign. Another one is up, uh, does not uphold trust, respect and honesty. And that's um, a characteristic of a, a lot of narcissistic relationships and narcissistic mm. uh, people or partners. They won't trust you. Um, they'll often show disrespect for you. And more often than not, they'll, they'll lie and be very dishonest. And, and that's because essentially they 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 they're untrustworthy and um and dishonest. So they just assume that that you are too, <laughs> and um and they'll Absolutely. predict you know the kind of person they are on you. Big pardon? Yeah, that's a really really big part that one because controlling partners is all about power and they're trying to get because really it's it's false power that they're trying to get and a lot of like that power can be to do with things like possession and money and it can also be to do with sexuality. So Generally, they're going to be very, very um, suspicious of your sexuality. They may not trust you. They may not trust other men. Uh, and they're going to be really quite insecure and jealous and controlling mm. that usually a big yeah. part of control. And it would seem, and often sounds extreme, when they'll come out with accusations completely off the wall. And you're yeah. like, um, you know, like I know with, I mean, I know the same with you, Mel, and with me. And I can't, you know, I can't think of many examples of a more loyal, caring, loving, you know, you know, partner that would do anything for somebody. And then, yeah, to be accused of some of the, the crazy stuff that you are, um, yeah, because like I said, that, that's that's their sort of modus operandi. That's the, that's the, that's the level from what they operate. So they assume that's how everyone else is operating. So. And um, underpinning all that, um, and uh, beg your pardon. You're so cute when you speak French. Uh, bonjour, oui oh, oui, and whatever I just said. That's about the sum total. Of it. My sister's fluent. Really? Not, um, yeah, I'll be over there. Yeah, I'll be over there next month. what they are, but they sound so good. It doesn't. It's a gorgeous language. Um, oh, you yeah. do well. Continue. <laughs> I'll just I'll back on the topic and um, underpinning all that because I'll wrap up now some um, identifiers of controlling partners. But the the real crux of it all, I think, comes down to the fact that more you know, a controlling partners are willing to take responsibility. So I'm willing to put the effort in or work on the relationship, and instead they're expecting it to work primarily for their own needs or have you fix it or you change. So regardless of all the other problems. If that's what it's coming down to, you got you've got an issue there because it's not your job to fix them. It's not your job to make it perfect. You know, as long as you're being a reasonable whole person, you're bringing that to the table. Although the other half of it, and you know that, that, that there's nothing more that you can do. So if they're not willing to take responsibility, they're blaming you. They're not putting any effort in. They're just taking or creating drama. Um, then that, that, you know that's when you you've really got to ask yourself, what am I doing here? Um, you know, and what do I ever think I'm going to be able to achieve in this situation? Because we both know, don't we, Mel, it just gets more and more extreme. Yeah, yeah, it does. And I think the hard thing is for women is that, you know, maybe you've come from an environment or a background or a family where that can be your sense of normal. So you really sort of haven't known the difference. And I know I grew up with great dad, fabulous dad. But, you know, for a lot of years, he was very, very controlling. It was his way or no way, and mum was just, okay, well, dad wants this, dad wants that, everything stops, and dad gets it. So I grew up thinking that that was a normal version of male. But, you know, I wasn't comfortable growing up with my dad. I had a lot of blowouts. With my dad, we had a lot of problems when we were growing up. I rebelled very hard against the control. I didn't like it at all. And the thing was, and I know a lot of women are the same, that 
We don't like it, we hate it, we fear it, but we keep attracting it. It's a charge that keeps bringing in more of the same. And, but you know, that was my sense of familiar. I didn't know any different. So we have to do the work on ourselves and the identifying on ourselves and we have to understand that life and relationships are not supposed to feel difficult, painful, like a struggle, like our bodies are telling us stuff is not right. We're not meant to go through that pain and that torture. That's not real everyday life. And if we're in that state, we've got to look at what am I putting up with that I don't need to or it doesn't have to be my reality. And then you've got to work out and find out and really research and learn what is appropriate, what isn't appropriate, what's mine, what's not mine. And then you go, hang on a minute, that's not right. That's not healthy, it's not natural, it's not normal. I know I used to go to girlfriends' houses and, um, you know, I'd drop in or whatever and they'd say, oh, look, I'm just going to go out for lunch with Mel to their partner. And he'd go, yeah, no problem. And I used to, we'd be in the car and I'd go, is that all right? Are you allowed to do that? And she'd go, yeah. And I'd go, really? Because that wasn't my sense of normal. I couldn't imagine having a partner that would go, yeah, see ya, that's fine. I couldn't imagine it. Now I know that's normal and that's healthy. Am I making sense? Yeah, and I think that, and, and, and definitely, you know, it, it does take a while to readjust, or not a while necessarily, but with things like quantum healing, that can really make massive, profound shifts quite quickly. But, yes. you know, reading a lot of the material that we've got online, um, you know, and just sort of starting to get really clear on, you know, what is right, what is right and who you are and what, you know, laying those boundaries and, and you know, and really walking that line, um, you know, things do start to turn around. You start moving with the flow of the universe in your life in the way that's intended instead of pushing against it and trying to make something work that won't work, that doesn't work. And I know I tried to do that for ages because I thought I could change things or fix things or maybe I could do something differently but essentially it's not about you it's about someone else and their issues and um, if you're going to honour yourself and your family and if you've got children and the people around you you're going to start living by the laws of the universe and doing what's right by you and that means boundaries it means identifying what's controlling behaviour it means learning to say no um, and all those things so the, the, the prize at the end of that is, and it, it is, it's awesome the momentum that you gain when you just decide, you know, that's not right, that's enough, that's just rubbish. Yeah, um, that's and, you know, you get to the other side and you start attracting good, healthy relationships and good, healthy people. And it's, you know, it's, it's, ama it's really amazing to be back on earth, so to speak, because you are, a, it's a parallel universe when you're living a life like that. Um, you know, your emotions and your energy and, and on a day-to-day -day basis is so controlled by someone else and, and what they are or aren't doing and, you know, what bombshell they might be dropping next. Um, you know, or, or lie you might be discovering or what have you. So, um, yeah, any, you know, I just I just urge anyone to sort of to sort of really investigate what we're saying here and, and, and start thinking about it because the rewards are so awesome. Um, really, aren't they? When you consider, you know, the Absolutely. strength that and you really find. And what we're trying to do with controlling partners is we're trying to get them, you know, to validate us. We're trying to get them to love us and to support us. And and the whole lesson in all of it is that we need to learn to start validating and loving and supporting ourselves and laying boundaries. And there may be some controlling partners that you know are stepping all over your boundaries simply because you're not putting them up. And people don't know where your boundary is until you let them know. 
or you may have controlling partners that are actually quite narcissistic or as purgacy and you know there may not be any hope but either way you've got to set boundaries to start seeing if that person can know where you stop and they, they start and yep. then if they have no respect for boundaries well then you know that you need to be willing to lose it all to get it all which yep. means you know you need to you need to leave if necessary that's right so that sort of really brings us around to how do you protect your self-esteem and uh, when you're with a controlling person. Um, we sort of I touched on some examples of um, characteristics of a controlling partner in a relationship and situation, but there are so much more. Um, you know, some typical examples will be um, someone who abuses their power in order to manipulate, cause pain or, or get away with something. And some good real life examples are when you're in a car with someone and, you know, maybe they're driving and they start threatening and, you know, I'm going to stop this or take the keys or walk off. It might be around money or children, you know, um, you know, custody, for example, and um, using the children as a way of manipulating you or getting to you, all those kind of things. They're not healthy. They're not mature. Um, um, another one, you know, I, I mentioned influencing who you're talking to, what you do, your opinions, your likes and dislikes, and expecting you to change in order to pacify them. I talked about... Um, passive aggression and, and also full on physical abuse um, and withholding and sulking that all forms of like like we, we mentioned like immaturity and emotional immaturity in a relationship and someone who needs to control to feel safe and that's not someone who's healthy to be around and it's always right. about what they want and what they need. Controllers are very immature people yeah. and they have a yeah. very, very poor sense of their own personal boundaries so you'll find mm. with controllers that they're actually very ultra sensitive so they'll take things the wrong way. They'll, you know, be very angry if somebody is perceived at having a go at them or not agreeing with them or very, very immature boundary function, which means that they're going to have emotional outbursts and behaviour that is really very childish. Yeah. And, and you a know, really good way to pick up on a controlling person is that they're going to be very immature emotionally. And I think if you consider a toddler, you know, that parents will talk about the terrible twos and when a child is really learning to empathise with the world and how to share and all those things, you know, it's a, it's a rough time because a child goes from being the centre of the universe um, and its yeah. parents' eyes and the people around it to usually having to share with siblings or other kids at kindy and all that. And you know, that's when you witness tantrums and sulking and withholding and you're not having it and it's mine and I'm not talking to you and I hate you, mummy, and all that sort of stuff. Or consider a controlling partner sort of... Um, you know, in, in the same breath just about. Um, you know, that, that that's sort of where their emotional maturity begins and ends often when they're feeling insecure. The yeah. only way they feel capable of um, asserting themselves and feeling secure in the situation is by controlling you or, you know, um, you know, withholding, playing games, all that kind of thing, anything to make them feel like that they're in control and it's all about them again. So... Yeah, um, yeah. It's sad, but that's um, that's uh, that's where that that's where that immaturity comes from. Essentially, is that that point in their life where they didn't learn really how to um, feel whole and complete and still share and still give and, and and just you know be another person on the planet rather than just all about them. So yeah, that's it is, right. That's right. And it's either that they've had to really sort of fight for that and adapt to false self in order to get that because they didn't get it, or maybe they had parents that overindulged them. That's and right. Just, yeah taught them that what you want you get and it is all about you and that's not healthy either so for parents you know mums out there with your kids you know it's about finding that 
uh, balance where they can have their independence as well and also too, you know, learn where kids can learn eventually to hold their own space and also that they're not going to be entitled always. You know, it's not healthy if we give everything to our kids, you know, when they're, when they're screaming for it or demanding it. It really isn't. And, and acknowledge the boundaries of others as well, you know, um, because, they, you know, more often than not, you know, they're not, it's, they're not acknowledging boundaries. They either haven't been made clear to them in the past, so they've got away with not acknowledging them and walking all over them. Um, that's like, but that's terrible with boundaries. They'll really mm. uh, push boundaries, and that's why controllers latch on to people that have <laughs> codependence with no boundaries exactly Correct. so you've Correct. you know unfortunately you've got the, the big job of sort of um you know setting some standards and re-educating these people if you're with one and you insist on you know at least staying with them or, or giving it a go because you're really fighting an uphill battle against socialization and, and upbringing and a whole lot of things where they've got what they wanted or at least got to the point that they're at through pushing boundaries and ignoring boundaries. And, and if, uh, you know, another example, just going back to the two-year-old, um, a controlling partner and a two-year-old are just as likely to ignore your needs and, and perceive them as an inconvenience or a burden. And if you can yes. consider being in a supermarket with a toddler and you're busy and it's a hot day, you need to get about out to the car before the ice cream melts and your phone's ringing and you just need him or her to be quiet for five more minutes and you go, you know, kind of calm down, da 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 will be there soon. And that, they, they don't care. They're going to scream and yell more often than not unless that parent is enforcing boundaries at an early age. And that is what these adult controllers are essentially doing. No, yeah. your needs are irrelevant. The circumstances are irrelevant. What they need now to make me happy. It's all about that. So I think, um, yeah, that if, <laughs> hopefully anyone that's listening has kind of got a good handle of that. You'll know if you're with a controlling person, hopefully. Um, but there's some massive big red flags there and, and, and like we keep saying, if you're one of these situations, more likely than not you're codependent, you've got weak boundaries or you've let your boundaries be renegotiated um, and that's what we're, what we're here to talk about and like I said, we'll mention some products at the end that are um, designed specifically to help you and yeah. start enforcing some boundaries in it. And you know, do your partner or the controlling person a favour. You know, if there's any hope of them starting to... Um, accept other people's boundaries and have some respect and appreciation for them or maybe this is an opportunity to be strong and um, and and you know start enforcing some because it's not a healthy or happy way for them to live either um, you know walking all over other people <laughs> no. no and relationships can be the most amazing dynamic of what you need and what they need and whether you're actually going to stay together that's irrelevant really in the bigger scheme of things you know, hopefully you can and it can be healthy. But what's happening with a controller is, and, and codependents attract controlling people, not just in love relationships. They attract them in uh, work situations. They attract them in friendships. They attract them everywhere. And all of these people are all, you know, a great dynamic because they're showing back to you the uncomfortableness of having your boundaries violated, which means you've got to grow your boundaries. The great thing is for these controlling people, if they do have the resources, to become uh, more self-aware and to establish a more mature boundary function and a more mature self-awareness by reflecting back to them, not okay, you know, not okay. I mean, I remember a really good girlfriend of mine and she's great and, you know, and she, if she's listening to this, she'll be laughing because we talk about this. And she came into my life and she was very demanding, very demanding. If I didn't ring her back within two days, she was cracking at, she... 
you know, and I sat her down one day and I said, look, enough, you're codependent. I'm not putting up with this and either respect my boundaries or we're not going to have a relationship. And we've had a great relationship ever since. She's tested it out a couple of times and again, I've just pulled her up because, you know, I'd learnt boundaries by that stage. And it was unbearable. I could feel it. It was horrible. No, so I had to speak up. But, uh, you know, and she adapted. And look, she's grown as a person. I'm not saying I'm the full reason why she's grown. I certainly aren't. But she's had a lot of experiences in life where she did have the resources to accept what was reflected back to her and want to grow. She's a good person. But she came from a family where everybody walked over everybody's boundaries. She never knew boundaries. So it doesn't mean she was a bad person, it just meant she'd never had the education. So there can be people in your space that are going to grow from you setting boundaries very, very much. But the people that don't, you'll find with a narcissist, for example, you can set boundaries and you might even learn how to be very good at it, but they will find a way through and around that boundary. And then if they can't get around boundaries, they'll actually possibly turn sociopathic, pathological or criminal. So... You can't hold a boundary with a sociopath. It's impossible. So you forget that. Yeah, that's right. And um, yeah, so so what? And what you've got to do, really? What, what what next? What do you do in these situations? You've got to overcome your difficulty saying no. And what we'll get on to um, how we help you do this and how you can do that. You've got to get empowered and eradicate the fear of who you are and speaking up because more often than not, if you're a codependent. You're thinking on some level, um, you know, maybe an unconscious subliminal one, that you maybe you're not good enough or um, that um, if you stand up for yourself they're not going to like you, it's your job to be agreeable um, and that you need to do that to be accepted. Um, another one is you've got and to it, stay centred. fear of abandonment. You know that women have. Mm. That if I stand up to him and he doesn't like it, he's going to get rid of me and then I'm going to be alone and have nobody. Horrible fear. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we've got to work on that one and staying centred, mm -hmm. being able to take time out, not be hanging on, trying to make yourself feel better through making them feel better. That's completely codependent and it's just a dead end street. It's uh, the epitome of unhealthy. That's a Keeping your own life. Sorry, Mel. That's a bottomless pit, that one. Giving and giving and giving and giving and giving to get. That is the quickest way to lose self-esteem and also have somebody have absolutely no respect for you. That's right. Yep. Yep. And, the, you know, often controlling partners, and you talked about narcissists, narcissists before, they are very good at manipulating and getting what they want and convincing you it's your job to give it or that you should have done more or whatever. And, you know, there's, a, there's some women around that are more codependent than others or more giving and maybe, you know, through no fault of their own, they've been brought up in a situation where that they've done that and they've been encouraged to. And it's just tragic watching yeah. them get used up and screwed up and discarded by people, you know, and I, 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 I you know, you, I, I'm, you know, I'm familiar with with men with those tendencies, and watching them chew through women, and it's really, yes. it's heartbreaking and it's horrible. But the only way forward, if you, if you're, you know, if you're in that situation or they're your tendencies, is to really, like I said, get empowered. You've got to, you've got to start respecting the boundaries, and you know that, that that's one one good thing about the situation is that then there's a, there's a massive big slap in the face that you've got to wake up and do that because you will be used up and, and discarded and it's, it's not nice and, and, well, it's and it's like the hallmark. The book. 
that is, and I've said it before, it's the book that, you know, Why Do Men Marry Bitches? Okay, that's the title, but it's actually a good book. But what it's about is women who know their status, who know their worth, who know their value and command it. And it's actually not by being a bitch. It's just by being a woman who is very direct about what she wants. She doesn't justify or make excuses. She's a woman that has very firm lines and boundaries. She absolutely honours herself. It's the sort of woman that when she's dating, she's really uh, getting men to step up to the mark from her, for her and value her status and her worth, and she knows how to uphold that in a relationship. Now, I promise you, I was not this woman. I was the exact opposite of this woman. But, you know, and that's the woman that I've really, really worked hard to model myself on and create my life on because it just feels good. You know, it's great boundary function and it feels good. But the other thing is true is men really, really value you and appreciate you and, and put a high worth on you. And as women, you know, that's what we're really needing to learn how to do. Because we devalued ourselves. We really, really, it all turned around. It all turned around from the tradition of women of high worth and value and men would actually court her in quite a lot of numbers and it would be, you know, um, it was somebody trying to step up to be worthy of her. We all devalued ourselves. It just became way too easy for men to find multiple partners of women to be able to use them, to be able to... Do what they want. And it's not that men are bad guys. Men like sex. Men like that sort of connection. It's not that, you know, they're nasty. It's just the way it is. But we've made it too easy. Way too easy. That's my little that's, rant about dating. Yep. Yep. <laughs> no, that's good. And I think I'm a, a good, good, good little plug in there. Um, and just because we've got 20 minutes left and I just want to give people some, you know, we really want to show people how they can turn these situations around if they're identifying with what we're saying um, okay. and the whole boundary thing. Um, it's really boundaries is like people are like, well, what's a boundary? You know, a boundary is like, well, you know, you, you know, there's areas in your life where you know what you do and you don't like. And um, you mentioned in your book, you know, you you, you know, you might, you know, I don't like curry or, you know, I don't eat Brussels sprouts. You know, you, you, you know that. You, you know it straight away. Um, it might be a person that you don't like or a situation that you don't like. You're not, maybe you're not into sitcoms and you love documentaries. You know that. But often with codependence, when relationships, they haven't actually stopped and thought about what they want, what they like, because it's all about pleasing people and pacifying people and trying to fix situations and make them work. So we're talking about you, you feel boundaries. You know what's right and true for you, and you need to be prepared yep. to honour that. And there's a lot of ways you can go around that about that. And again, look at the Empowered Relationships section of the website for a whole lot of books. And there's a whole lot of articles and free reading on the website also that can help you sort of get yeah. attuned with the real you yeah. and um, that soul level you and all all this mental. Um, baggage and fog, that's all your socialisation and what happened in your life and what your parents did or what the boss at work did, um, that's got to come take, be taken right out of it. This is about who you are at a soul level and what is right and true by you and what isn't. And you'll know when it feels right. So all I can say is get online, start reading, start getting in touch with yourself and who the real you is and what you really want and be prepared to honour that. And there's some basic, very simple boundary statements that you need to start getting comfortable with. And there's nothing selfish or wrong with saying these. In fact, we'll go on to explain why they're a win-win when you do assert yourself in this way. But 
something's going on that you don't like, you're not comfortable with that. If someone asks you to do something, uh, you're not able to do it, you, you may, if you're codependent, you may feel guilty, you may feel responsible for helping them out. It's okay to say, I have another commitment. Um, and you know, find, or you're something's the kind of resource in the world. This is what, you know, women, we, we struggle with this. We feel guilty, we feel wrong. And really underneath that is, is if you're really honest with yourself, what is under, because, you know, I say it how it is. Underneath that is, I'm scared they're not going to like me. Right? Now, yeah. if you can own that insecurity within yourself, that that's what's really going on why you're not saying no, because I know that's why I never used to say no, and I know everybody I've pulled down in healing to get to that stuff, that's what's at the bottom of it. I've seen it so many times. So you get past that, own that, and go, you know what? I am actually here to like and love and honour myself more than anybody else. The whole irony of that is, is that once you do that, people will effortlessly like and love you as well because it's all coming from you. Yep, exactly. So in, in a few more lines, I'm not qualified for that job or I need to focus on myself or my career at the moment. Um, or refer people to someone else that they can help you or not right now but you might be able to help later or just a simple N-O, no. Like... Um, it's, I, know, I know for me anyway, um, you know, and I, I put a, a lot of expectation on myself with my work and with my clients and things like that, and it's just in my nature to want to help things, to fix things. I do it with my friends, I do it with my family, I do it with everything. I just want to get involved and help and help people, and I've got to think about why do I really like to do that. It makes me feel good because, you know, I'm giving. Um, but also, um, you know, there's, there's, a, there's an element of arrogance, I suppose. I think I'll do it better. Um, so just thinking about all these reasons why you you know you you're needing to do these things for somebody. I mean, in, in a relationship, I felt like it was my responsibility to make it better, and if I didn't do it, then I wasn't needed. So, and then like you said, underpinning all that is you know that you're not good enough being just you, or that you won't be liked or accepted. So yeah, really I'm not lovable just for me. I'm only lovable when I'm fixing. Do something or perform a trick. Or a woman being amazing when I'm really smart, successful. I'm only lovable for those things. I'm not lovable just for me. That's right. Yeah. So that yeah. So that's that's that. And um, to, to and I mean a big issue, and we've just sort of touched on that now is is. You know, it's the guilt associated with setting them as well. Like, you know, there's an anxiety if you think, I'm going to say no, what's going to happen to me then? They might not like me or, you know, I might lose a client or I'm going to not going to get that yeah. job and it's, you know, whatever. Yeah. Now, in order to overcome that guilt, and this is this is a massive one, and I think that the, the most inspiring way to look at this, and I know for me, is that... Um, there's so many negative things that not honouring your boundaries bring about, not just for you but for other people. So if you are inclined to be, if you want to look at it from a codependent perspective, consider that by implementing boundaries for yourself, you are actually doing the right thing by you but also by everybody else. It's actually a nice thing to do for everybody. It's the right thing to do for everyone, yourself included. And that's because emotional dishonesty, when you're not being true to yourself, creates widespread confusion. People will assure, you know, you, you, how often do people do things for people and get resentful or regretful about it because they didn't really want to do it and it causes tension in another relationship in their lives? That's a classic okay. example. When you're, um, when you're failing to respect others, you lose respect for you. 
So, um, so excuse me, when you're failing to respect yourself, others lose respect for you. And we talked about this before. It's becoming a bit of a doormat. You know, those women in extremely codependent or narcissistic relationships that just do everything to keep a guy happy. Shut up now, do this, do that, blah, 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 blah. You know, just a nervous wreck that just gets kicked around now. All your friends and family are just going to say, look, grow a backbone. You're worth more than that, da, 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 da. You know, you really need to start upholding some respect for yourself and maintain the respect of the people that love and care about you because they do for a reason. You have family, friends, colleagues, more often than not relationships around you that people that value you. So if you're getting someone else disrespects you, you're just undermining your value in their eyes and these people are already putting you up there, already attaching value to you. So honour them by respecting yourself as well. And um, the dangerous thing in relationships is women are, are so going after that respect from a partner and I need that more than family and friends and girlfriends. Yep. And I'll yeah. hang on, and, then, and I know I did, and a lot do, and we'll push everybody else aside who does respect you, trying yeah. to win his respect. And if you're with a narcissist, that's impossible. He doesn't have the resources to respect you or to respect anything. It's never going to happen. Exactly. So, and, and, and anyone knows that that's not right. Why would you throw all your eggs in the basket of someone who's tipping it upside down and smashing them all the time when you've got plenty of people around you who are you know, giving you eggs, if you like? And you know, yeah. really there for you. So, you know, respect That's the people that respect that. you. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I do. Um, That's cool. It's good. Oh, great. I'll have, I'll think a few. Think about a few more analogies. <laughs> the yeah, egg one we've got one. Great analogies. They're cool. <laughs> Yeah, that's um, awful, you know, that's awful when you, and the thing is, you know, when you are hanging on to somebody that has got no ability to respect you, you're not respecting yourself, big hand up right. over here, I did it nearly to my death, but then what happens is you start losing respect of everybody around you too, because they're that's looking right. at it going, what are you doing, I, you know, I can't respect you, in other words, people cannot respect us if we don't respect ourselves, that's they right. can't. And, 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 and we're sort of, while we're relying on those other relationships to make us feel safe or secure to some extent and just continually investing in this black hole that is a codependent, unhealthy, you know, narcissistic relationship, we are actually taking, we're withholding ourselves from those people that do care about us yeah. um, and we're taking up their time and energy and we're throwing it in this pit and that's yeah. just wrong. Yeah, it's not right. And you find and in those relationships too, you start lying a lot, which is a horrible. Well, you're making excuses for the bad behaviour more yeah, often you, because you you're trying do, to justify and you start the sneaking past. around and you start doing all these sort of dodgy, yucky things that you would never do. You know, because you're trying. You're like, well, it's what drug addicts do, isn't it? Because you know you've got an addiction to this person that, uh, yeah, you've got no boundaries and no respect for yourself and you start acting like an addict getting hit and you'll start yeah. lying and sneaking yeah. around. And it's horrible. Yeah. It's, when you've hit that place, you're in a really, really advanced yeah. stage of codependency. Yeah. That's, That's right. a That's really it. dangerous place to be in because yeah. you're also very isolated from yeah. uh, that support and that assistance that's going to start helping you see some sense. That's right, yeah. And I'm just so, so fortunate that I, I'm... I'm pulled myself short at those points and um but I can see how it easily gets to that and and, and definitely I've, I've and that's, played them out completely. It's uh, mm. yeah. 
And um, and just a couple more points. Another reason why you shouldn't feel guilty about setting boundaries and why they are so important is you don't want to be responsible for recreating the same patterns in the lives of your children and other people around you that you're capable of influencing. You know, do you want more of the same for them? Really, is what that comes down to. Love and you want to live the life you deserve. Beg your pardon. Love that one. You know, I had a yeah. woman on the phone yesterday from a healing, and she was with a narcissist and she's got kids with him, blah, blah. And she said, you know what, I'm just thinking about going home and rolling over and just going, you know, I'll try and keep my life separate. I know he's a narcissist. Just, you know, because it's all too hard to stay out. And I said, well, yeah, you can do that. But what happens to your daughters? What happens to your daughters watching their mother be demeaned, put down, belittled, abused? What are they going to grow up and do? Exactly the same thing. Yeah, it's, and and you have a you know you do have a responsibility to them. However hard it is to set boundaries, consider that you're doing it on behalf of your children as well. Well, we talked about yeah. this a lot, you know, like in how our stuff came from our childhood and our parents didn't know better or whatever. But how powerful the programming is! Oh, it is, and it's, it's huge. Just, it, That's a whole another. We could do a whole show on that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 how those that they do those patterns like you know are just recreated over and over and over and over again. And as human yeah. beings on Earth, it's our job to learn from our mistakes and not repeat the patterns of the past. We don't want to repeat a Second World War. We don't want to repeat an atomic bomb. You know, we've got yeah. rid of some diseases. Don't we don't want to reintroduce them. Why would we be responsible yeah. for reintroducing patterns into the lives of our children that we weren't happy yeah. with and we didn't want and we didn't profit from ourselves? Um, and the final point, and, and really the, the, the main thing about boundaries is you want to live the life you deserve and you want to be the most happy and productive you can be because when you are that person, everybody wins. Everybody mm. wins. You're never going to pacify Absolutely. the controlling partner. In fact, you're going to be helping them by laying some boundaries and either getting clear of it or reorganizing what's acceptable in your relationship. So, yeah, you know, yeah. that's, what you're, that's what you're aiming for. Mm. And you know what, if all, on a, on a really big macro scale, like if all the narcissistic people or controlling people in the world, if everybody laid boundaries and went, you know what, I'm not going to play. That's my ultimate boundary because a boundary is either you respect my line or if you don't, I'll put myself somewhere where people will and I won't be in your energy. I don't play. You know, yeah. and if everybody did that, well then you would have all this sort of narcissistic controlling behaviour would have to heal. Yeah. Because it wouldn't be well, we, would have, we would have avoided the DSC for a start. Yeah. That's a, a good example of a rampant selfishness and controlling behaviour with yeah. not a holistic, not a whole truthful basis. And, yeah. you know, people turning a blind eye and being motivated by things other than themselves and what is true to them. And, and you know, that's, that's, it's, the, the result is never good. And this... this permeates into all levels of society from families and interpersonal relationships through companies and corporations and multinationals and um, you know cities and, and countries and it all comes down to like you said people living in their truth and being prepared to uphold their boundaries about what's right and what's wrong and go no that's not acceptable I'm not going to mm -hmm. just go along with it because there's money attached to it or there's safety attached to it or there's this unhealthy relationship attached to it it's yeah. not right. Or I may I'm not, not get playing. another job, or I may not get another relationship, or I may be exactly. You know, and yep. it's yeah, fear. It's fear that when you honestly realise you're your own source, 
so you realize that you know even if you lose a person or a job or whatever you're your own source you just walk forward and you start creating better and better and better because you're clear and that's the energy you're emanating and it's what you get returned and the universal energy karma is on your side because you're being true to you I mean it really is you know and you feel better when you when you're operating from that place things go right they feel right and yeah sure takes a bit of work to get there you can't just snap your fingers if you're codependent and suddenly become a more independent resourceful person and your partner's not going to change overnight and it may be that you know that it does take a bit of time because you've got to assert boundaries you've got to you're reinventing yourself essentially but put the work in you'll start seeing the results and it is a snowball effect and it's for everybody's good your highest good and that of everybody else We've got five minutes left now and I just want to run through um, some of the products that we've got available on the website because I really think, um, well, with regard to this especially, so if people want to know more and investigate that a bit more. And what I love, a couple of e-books that you've got in the Empowered Relationships section, which is um, the navigation tabs, the left one there, um, that um, you know are really pertinent to this and have so much good advice and, and can really which keep one, you in that sorry? space. Um, I'll just about to mention them, but just generally the empowered relationships books in terms of the you know the, your writing and, and train of thought of really getting people into the space of yeah you know that is truth and this is what I need to do and one is um, how to identify toxic and healthy relationships and that's a free book that we're going to become is going to be coming soon when we launch our membership uh, at the beginning of July. Um, so that's something if you sign up to the newsletter on the home page uh, you'll be notified about that and that's a free ebook that um, we'll be distributing to all members or will be available to all members. And another ebook, um, How to Understand and Implement Healthy Boundary Functions. Uh, that's another uh, another good one there. That, actually, and, um, that one has been, that one is going like wildfire. And the reason being I think too because a lot of my clients that I've worked with and we've done um, a lot of healing, but then they've gone, look, I really want to know the ins and outs. I really want to know boundaries. I want to know the education on boundaries. And I think it's pretty vital. So that one is selling really, really well. Nearly all of my clients have been on that. Um, lots of people on Facebook have been buying that because we have little combos about boundaries and stuff. Yeah, that one's huge. I really, yeah, really. Yeah, that's a great book. One. Brilliant, but they're all brilliant. But um, with regard to what we've been talking about today, that is, that's that's it, isn't it? That's the that's the big ticket book. That one and very um, you'll see it's an electronic download, so it's very very affordable, and um, you can start reading that straight away. And um, in the empowered living uh, section, we've got another ebook there called How to Align Your Emotions with Logic, and I think there's um, I mean that's possibly the next. After you've got your boundary stuff sorted, but another book we're looking at, if um, what we've spoken about today is sort of um, resonating with you. And um, Mel, you've also got the Empowered Relationships e-course available there as well. Um, I don't yeah. know if you just want to yeah. quickly say something about that. Yeah, because we're nearly done, but uh, look, it's just good. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> there's more about it on the website anyway, isn't there? Yeah, and look, I've got a little bit of time. Yeah, look, it's really good. It's a, I love journaling, and I think it's one of the most powerful ways. Well, it is the most powerful way. The, the uh, clients and stuff that I work with the most that actually shift the most do work with journaling as well as the healing. And, uh, you know, it's a great course. It gives you boundary function. It gets you out of codependency, and it really um, just sorts out, yeah, just aligns you. Plus, there's so much manifestation stuff in there as well because I'm really... 
big on laws of life and ultimate realities that work. So there's all of that in there. But uh, yeah, that's about it for that, I guess. Yeah, I think so. So yeah, um, anyone, um, just like we said at the beginning, those 10 minute um, quanta healings, if you're interested, jump on the website and uh, yeah. write in and tell us why you'd like one. And um, and um, Mal, you'll book in and schedule an appointment and um, take it from there. Yeah, because I love doing them. So, you know, by all means, I'd love to meet you and uh, do some healing work with you. Cool? Yeah, great. Okay. Alrighty. So I think that's about it, isn't Good. it? So Yeah, I think we've I think oh. we've kept the schedule for a change. <laughs> I can't believe it. How did that happen? Oh, no. I know. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Probably because I didn't talk too much this time. So yeah, you know, should I just like grab the mic? I normally do and rant. Okay. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Well, thanks. Okay. Thanks. Great. We'll say we'll goodbye. See you next so, time. All right. So, bye bye, everybody. And uh, looking forward to next week's show. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.